You shoot three Wall Street bankers in a subway and nobody blinks an eye. But you shoot a TV host on live national television and millions watch and they lose their minds. We watched Joker on Not A Hate Watch as Alice Jokerifies herself for the podcast. Oh, here we go. Hi. Did I you get the, I watched Joker. You look very serious. Why you look why so um so serious today there uh there Just uh, Alice? you know, Missy, have you ever thought about the fact that we live in a society? We live in a society? No fucking way. I did not lo- I did not enjoy this movie. I did not enjoy this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed my experience watching this film. I I did not enjoy this film as a film, though. Yes, I think we're both in agreement on this. Now, to to breeze past the minion debacle, incident, ordeal, whatever we want to call that, I felt this time, as you you said, I tried very hard to be an open mind going into yeah. this. I really, you know, and I. We both came to this with anticipation yes. and hesitance. Yes. It was not a thing where we were, like, excited for. I think it both ended up being about the film that we were expecting it to be. But you, did you I guess well, that's that's a good question. What did you think this film was before you saw I it? I thought this film you know was, was a serious Oscar drama look at a man being driven to crime and madness by society which is which is what it was but i was expecting a more serious movie this movie is cheesy as shit this movie is camp but like yeah it's kind of straight camp in a way of so we joke about the we live in a society part of it but that was the thing that i kept laughing about was how it felt like I was getting hit over the head with Chekhov's hammer. And yes. that all of the things that were being set up, like, I, I wrote, so I wrote a bunch of notes on the back of envelopes here. Like, I was the Joker. It's amazing. Uh, you can even see, oh, no, the light won't get on it. There you go. You can even see my chicken scratch drawing. Oh, God, yeah. The, mo- the moment where I had a break here. Where it says, it, it says, says there, hopefully, hopefully your death makes more sense than life. Yeah, <laughs> um, it says the fucking glit drop. That's the dance question mark because I what had no idea fuck? the rock and roll part. Why two the was fuck the song. did? Why did they put that fucking pedophile <laughs> song in this movie? I like, like. He's also, a lord. What the fuck? Like, like the dancing only got worse as the fucking movie went on, and it just got more gratuitous. So when I knew enough about this film. I'm a spoil whore when films come out and there's a discourse that's going to be happening. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up, you know, because I want to know some of the main beats. I want to get the memes and everything. So I knew some of the the bigger reveals in here, which we're just going to get right into it. We'll talk a bit plot by plot. I, I mean, it pretty much. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about is, the plot of this movie. This movie, this movie. I mean, really, you can't because it's it's Joker is a mentally ill person who kills someone and then kills more people and then other people kill people because he killed people. Like yeah, that's yeah. really what the story is. And then, and then at one point, he he dances down some stairs at some point. And he dances down some stairs. That's great. Um, and so. The, the things about this film that I thought was, this was one of the most Oscar Beatty films I've yes. seen in a yes. while. I was shocked at how many moments felt like 
like if you like someone walked into Thelma Shoemaker's editing bay and took all the footage and then just said, "Ooh, here's here's um stuff from this Oscar-winning film. Here's stuff from this Oscar-winning film. Here's this. I'm gonna put them all together and I'm gonna make a movie out of yes. all the parts of these things." Yes. Uh, let's just start naming some of the films that this movie. I'm going to be positive because remember we're going to be positive. This pays homage to rather than you know ripping off from. First one off the bat, uh, I'll just throw one out there. Network. Yes. Yes. The yes. the moment. The, I mean, a true. Well, 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 where... well, well. Both network and the pilot for Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, interesting. So I, I and I'm gonna we're gonna need to go explain this more. Like, we'll get list out. Let's, let's, let's get these ideas. Okay. Another yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, taxi driver, of course. Taxi driver, of course. Yes, King King, King of Comedy, also King that's of Comedy. The, that's the next one I was gonna say. I've not seen it, but I know that's the the uh, parallels are there. Um, then we had stuff where it was like Precious, where we had like yes. social work being yes. a huge part of yes. it, and also I don't and like fucking Rain Man, like 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 yeah. the mental illness aspect of this movie was so bad. There was like, and then I I'll say the the performance was in my mind a sort of man on the moon person like really right. disappearing yeah, into yeah. a character, but doing yes. so much work that the work is noticeable. And I am um, this movie has not helped demystify Joaquin Phoenix to me. Now, if if you've listened to Twagist, uh, my journey into Twilight that started because of the question that Alice and I were talking about. Why Robert Patterson? Pattinson. Yes, why, why Bobby Robert Pats. Pattinson? Bobby Pat. This film, in terms of why uh, uh, Joaquin Waffy? Phoenix, we're gonna wa- we're gonna Waffy. I Wapo Wapo. You Wapo. Um, I have I don't have a good knowledge of his body of work or him as a person, so I don't know if this is the sort of transformation where it's like, oh, everyone knows what Joaquin Phoenix is like, so this is such a departure from him. Where it's like, wow, let's get him an Oscar because his transformation was big. But I, I just was seeing someone just pushing out their oxygen from their lungs to go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a whole bunch, and really like, uh, it, 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 it never, it never ascended to me in the sense of I had to see who was nominated against because I don't know how. I, I how the fuck did this win best in there? best actor? Um, how did this get nominated? I think I mean, look, he lost a lot of weight. Like you said, it's very Oscar Beatty. I think the yeah. the thematic of the movie was very relevant in 2019, but I don't know. Like like I I've never liked Joaquin Phoenix. I don't I don't think I've seen something he's in. I think I saw I think I saw Gladiator once. I watched a cam rip in like 1999 off the internet, and I don't know that I've ever seen anything else he's in. He had that whole phase where he was like pretending to be someone else for the I'm mm-hmm. not there movie or whatever. And I think that really turned me off to him. And I never saw her. Fuck that movie. And then like and then like I don't know. I just this this came out and I was just like this this seemed very much like the sort of thing I would expect Joaquin Phoenix as a actor to do based on his reputation. And I like it I get it. He he lost a lot of weight for that role. He's really throwing himself into it he's really trying very hard and if that's if you bought into it i could see why you would like that but i just this movie just kept taking me out of it it was so corny and cheesy like the fucking 
the fact that they 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 saddled him with this mental illness that causes him to laugh at inopportune times felt so forced and fake and it's like yeah. i don't think it i did it didn't feel like it was actually speaking about mental illness at all it felt just really convenient it like like i said rain man before but i really do feel like it felt like fucking rain man or i am sam or one of these movies where a a, a normal white guy actor pretends to have a mental illness or plays having a mental illness but he plays it up in such a way that it's so hammy yeah it, so i was looking at his his um filmography here real quick so i wanted to see what i might have seen him in because i wasn't sure i had seen him in anything uh i have uh i forgot he was in parenthood but he is in parenthood and also space camp which is a film from my childhood that my this one of those ones my dad loved and then showed us and i was like okay but then the two ones that are more common i would say are the village and then signs so I did see those two growing up as um, as Alice is now super jokerifying herself uh, on here. Now, I... So I agree with everything that you said. If we're going to look at this from a positive angle, some of the things that I thought was interesting in terms of themes that it brought up that I do not think executed well whatsoever, but I at least was able to think about my own views on it and my own sort of things was concepts like parasocial relationships in terms of media. Sure. Yeah. So the fact that Arthur, you know, the whole scene where he's envisioning talking to the performer on there. The, the, um, the Johnny Carson-like, Robert De Niro. Yeah, you know, uh, Franklin Murray, uh, Robert De Niro's character, uh, the talk show host. Yeah, so his relationship there with it. Um, I do, having my own mental health issues, you know, thing on there, I did... Relate to Arthur in some ways when he had those moments of high stress and and disassociating mm-hmm. and things like that, and I got that. Now, the this was like in the first third. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm mm-hmm. tracking, but I also know that like this guy is a murderer and is going to go complete psycho. So I was I knew like, well, this is. I think I texted you at some point. I have to constantly remind myself this is a, a Batman film. Like this, this is yes. in the Batman universe, and that this yes. is that Joker. This is not like a Joker that exists independently. Like I even wrote that. So we have Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun goes off early. It goes off in the first act. Chekhov's gun goes off in the second act. Chekhov's gun goes off in the third act as well. It's it just made me laugh. Where it's like God, this whole movie is just his solution is a gun to everything, and I yes, know it's, that's it's part the same of gun. The, it's just one yeah, gun. Yeah, it's literally one gun, and and I know that it's this. That's the statement. It's just a surface statement, which are guns kill people. Like, there's nothing deeper than that, and it's and that's the we live in a society aspect of it, where it's like other films have addressed this topic. It's it's better. it's not even it's not even. I don't even think it's guns kill people. I think it's he he is a man without power. He has zero power in his life. He gets beat up by a bunch of kids at the first scene yeah. of the movie, and then. And then he is given power by someone in a pro- in a plot to get the to, to get him fired with because that there's that whole thing where like the guy gives him the gun and then and then lies to the boss about the gun, and like given given it a tiny bit of power he immediately goes on to abuse it because he's being pushed to the mm-hmm. edge by society. Society, and they just keep beating Which... you over the head with it over and over again. Chekhov's hammer, I tell you. Um, yeah, I mean this is here's the thing is I did actually kind of take this and at a certain point I was just thinking this along in the terms of a checkoff play and some of the weird things where 
because you were talking about being campy, I was fascinated by the po- the points where you could tell that it was being funny and there was a joke or irony. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, trying to land off that irony of this is so it's it's so dark and fucked up that we can't help but laugh. And in fact, one of the few months where I actually had a, a true laugh out loud moment. Well, it's towards the end when, uh, uh, as he wants to be introduced, Joker is sitting with uh, Franklin Murray uh, just before he uh, gives him the old Howard Beale. Uh, yeah. He uh, said at a certain point, comedy is subjective. And because I knew that was the screenwriter just making his own statement on there, I cackled out loud at that point, knowing that we were just like at the point where it's like, oh, the comedy is subjective. And I'm like, you're about to shoot him in the head. Like, I know you're about to do this. So I couldn't help but just laugh at the screenwriter just like layering that part in there of being like this whole, this whole trying to layer the Joker with the troll movement with incels. Yes. With people being too I, I talked about the parasocial relationship but the yeah. first moment we hear is talk radio so like the first yes. thing we hear is talk radio and them talking about how oh the city's going to hell then they go on the yeah. tv and talks about how the city's going to hell and then they get to you know his real life and everything everyone is just talking about how everything's going to hell you know literally i joked at some point I'm like oh here's here's joker having his mad as hell moment you know because yes. It, yes. it really is just him basically saying we're all angry right. y'all should get angry and instead of everyone just screaming from the windows they just burn the city down yeah i i was i was really frustrated with that aspect of it because it's like okay i get it it's like populist uprising yes i know there's like the Mm -hmm. the whole like incel aspect of it i think they did a pretty good job of it being like class consciousness poor versus rich let's let's take back like like you know the, one of the in the one of the scenes at the end where after he shoots after he shoots Murray and he's down in the street they show a they show a, a limo has been like like burned out and stuff yeah. so like 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 that like i was like okay this is this is what this movie is about it is righteous for the poor to rise up and 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 kill the bourgeoisie the fact that the only thing that this movie inspired was people to go to the fucking Bronx and dance on those steps means it failed. <laughs> it just it just completely yeah. failed. No yeah, one yeah, yeah. like no one's actually getting radicalized by this shit. It it really I was just amazed at how everything was really on the surface. Like yes. there wasn't a deeper layer for me to penetrate. No. I watched this film and there was, I was no like, depth. okay. I got everything that you wanted to say from this. Like, I, there's yes. nothing with me lingering, any questions. I mean, I, I'm not even really questioning what's going to be happening, which we do have to talk about if ever so slightly in the fact that a sequel to this is coming with Lady yes. Gaga playing the Harley Quinn character, I believe. Oh, fuck. It. Fuck that. Fuck that so much. <laughs> and so, uh, you know... The fact that this is building up a world, and also, the, oh, the other thing about Chekhov's gun is that it had to go into Thomas Wayne, you know, and Martha Wayne. Of course, we have to have a gun that goes off yes. into both of them, because we can't have any piece of media that exists in this universe, that Batman exists, without them getting shot up. You always pearls, have to have Pearls gotta fall on the ground. The yeah. pearls, oh yeah. Like, the fact they even included that, like, they didn't have the restraint yes. to not 
have that be a part of the story. And also, I don't know if that was a studio note. I don't know if that's something where they had to shoehorn it in. But so much of the actual Batman material felt like it was tacked on at the end, where I wonder, yes. was this just a script that Todd Phillips had? Or I believe he was the one who, who wrote it and yes. directed it. Does this that's an idea he had? He was approached to do some sort of superhero film, and then he just, in a way, was able to meld these two things together, or... Is the I mean, I mean I guess it's a better take on the Joker than Jared Leto at least. Like I'll give it that much. They tried to do something, but yeah, as you write on your forehead, <laughs> yep, all the different. <laughs> I can't. What does it say on there? I can't actually see. So what it, says. it says deranged, which is what deranged. The that's right. Which is what the Joker's tattoo says in in, in Suicide oh Squad. Oh God. Um. But yeah. So some of the specific moments where I thought was interesting and how blatant it was the moment after he shoots Murray, uh, Franklin Murray, there's a moment where we pull out and it's all the televisions and it's, you hear the announcers all talking about, you know, Franklin yeah. Murray killed live on a show tonight. And then you overhear all the layers of them talking about it. So you hear like five or six different reports and there's commercials and then there's clips of playing like, yes, that is just a scene that is lifted. That is the way that the film network. Ends. Yes. Yes like beat for beat they didn't yes. do any changes he didn't nope. try to have a clever take nope. on it he just is like hey, he just copied the shot yeah hey you remember this thing that happened and and i it's one of the biggest notes i wrote in all caps i just wrote literally network and yes. it, that was the moment where toward the end i just realized god this that's the 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 frankenstein moment for me where mm -hmm. like this is a lot of films thrown together it yes. really is just a lot yes. of ideas thrown at the table with no coherence of it you can also, remove, do you, we haven't got to the fact that there's an entire plotline about a person and his relationship with her that doesn't exist we haven't yes. even talked about yes. that aspect yet right that's well but like okay so there. so the other thing I want to say is along those lines with the network thing. Then they, then they, he, they, they, they capture him. He's riding in the back of the cop car and he's looking out the window. And that's that is a reference, of course, to the Dark Knight, where 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 Heath Ledger's Joker is riding is is holding his head out the window. Oh. And it was like it, it was like it's the exact same shot except that he's he's in Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's yeah. inside, Heath Ledger's outside. But like. That just made me want to watch the fucking Dark Knight, which I think is a much better interpretation of this character. And I don't even like yeah, that movie that much. Yeah, that's interesting. And and I, I was trying not to think about Heath Ledger or other Jokers. You know, uh, of course, but they But they wanted you to. The one from the TV. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah, and, and, and it just... I also, like, they didn't feel like there were enough... I, I was like, are there supposed to be Easter eggs in here that I'm not catching? Like, I don't know joke like i guess because it was such an original background of joker like we're not stealing from or stealing we're not taking from dc lore right. in the sense of, of like this is the origin story from x y or z comic book it really is just here's my original right take on what it Cause is like, cause like, so because isn't, isn't the joker in the comics smart isn't he smart like a mastermind of some kind i believe so uh, he at least is someone who uh, – see, the Joker that I know, and I love one of the TV show, is the one, like, all the, the the Bat people have elaborate plans that are too too many mechanisms, too many things going on, too much thought, that it always unravels because basically under the weight of their own, like, machinations. Th this Joker is just, like, 
bumbling his way through all of this. And he's like a Chauncey Gardener from being there of stupid rebellion idiots. Mm-hmm. Because he just is like used as this figure who doesn't like who doesn't realize what other people are using him for until too right. late. Like Chancy Gardner being there truly never gets it. Joker realizes, you know, Arthur realizes they're making fun of him at a certain point. Like he wants to buy into the system as long as he can and lives his delusion like any good drag queen should, you know. But they really are they really just try and make you sympathize with him because he has a mental illness. Yes, but then it's, it's so don't shameless. let him make. Yes, but then don't let him have the agency in his choices that are horrible. Because you're right. You mentioned it, and and it's one of the things where it is. It's it's you know about a man being pushed. It's it's those '70s films where it was like New York. It's gritty. Yeah, and you got to take the law in your own hands with yeah. a gun, kicking Dog down day doors. Afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It was all of those things where it's like a man, a man with a gun, and not even a plan. Just pure id, pure whatever you know. And and it's. I will say this show at least or movie. <coughs> I'm allergic to it. No. This movie at least wasn't, like, trying to make it something about toxic masculinity. Like, if that had been the take-two as well later did, I think I would have actually lost my mind. But yeah. it, it, it was just about, like, perception and reality. And I do under – I appreciate when stories are about that take because I just find it interesting so I was sort of interested in, like, exploring that. But the problem is, anything they explored of it was so uninteresting that yeah. it took me out of it. Well, uh, it's like, just none of the aspects of his of his condition or his relationship or right, lack right. thereof. Let's let's talk about let's talk let's talk about Zazie Beats. Let's talk about let's talk let's. about Sophie. Like they have they introduce this character and it's like yep. it's like oh he's 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 being he's he's making a connection with a person and then yes. it turns out oh nope he imagined the whole thing the entire it's not real thing. and they pull the rug out under him and it's like to what end to make you feel yeah. bad for him to to emphasize how sick he is there's like there's no dramatic like it doesn't add anything like is that the reason he snaps and not the other like him getting fired and all the other shit that's going on with him we did not need that subplot to let no. us know he was a delusional person who was disconnected from reality. Right. Everything he does tells us that. That's surface. Yes. That's his personality. His you, entire personality is being disconnected from you reality. Have the, you have the scene early where he's he's imagining himself being on the fucking show and getting, like, welcomed as a son. Yeah. That does it happens, for you. Yeah, and that happens before he meets as he beats. So you already should be thinking... Is any of this, you know, not is any of this real in the sense of we're doing it. I mean, even then, if we're talking about Oscar Beatty tropes, yeah. that felt like one, too, of being like the uh-huh. real lover. But Ooh, the, they, the, the person was never really there. Uh, and, and I could not believe that they didn't have that, oh, my God. They were, again, it's so literal, that they hammered it in by showing this, just the clips again of the scenes with her and then showing her not there at all. Like, we're fucking idiots that wouldn't get when they revealed it that, yeah, she's not there because she told us she doesn't... Like, the scene begins with her saying, oh, I wait, I know who you are. You're in the building. You're in the wrong apartment. I don't know who... Like, she's literally just telling us yes. from the start, I don't know who you are, dude. There's not a build-up twist where the interactions make it seem like 
Oh, like, you don't oh, understand why why he's delusional and he's just misinterpreting? Right. Like, it'd be more interesting if he was completely misinterpreting her actions. Mm-hmm. So that his head, he's like, oh, this is what it is. And she was just like, what? No. And then we see from her perspective, her, her perspective right. that it was just normal stuff. And that then we been, see that reveal. That would have been a much better version of this. Yeah. But just having her not be there. And all completely gone. It's just like, yeah, I don't need you to add this to it. She could have not been in the film and nothing would have changed. Like, And, yes. and that's the thing is, her presence is very minimal. She's only there to make you think that he has a supportive person at the club. That he has the one moment after he shoot, which, again, should have been the moment that you realize is not real. Is the moment after he shoots three people, kicks down her door, and then basically, like, max on her. <laughs> which um, I wasn't even sure in the moment if that was trying to trick us or not. Right, yeah. That, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so it that layer as well of his mental illness was, it, it's, 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 as you say, mental illness is easy to... De- to depict in films with surface level details such as ticks and habits and things that they say and like know, over the top over do. the top bullshit yes whereas actual mental illness is mostly internal and yes. it's a struggle and it's not seen and it's below the surface yes. and that's why films that deal with this topic a lot of times are very abstract and go into fantasy or go into because it's it's an area that's unreal to other people because it's only real to you. So I I got that was the theme they were going for in there, which is mental illness can make you isolated and make your perception of, of the world so off that you don't understand your own place in it compared to what, again, living in a society, they think we should be. But it was one of the clumsiest weirdest executions of it and i also st- do not understand why we we did we did joker with it that's the part that i still at the end of the film was really trying to like process is what is this universe's joker's batman's deal like i i think i wrote it at one point what what is joker's deal midway through the movie i just was like what is this joker's deal overall i don't I don't understand his MO well, and he doesn't so, either. So he his whole thing is he he likes he wants to make people happy because because for whatever reason that's that's what he gets in his head. And then when he finds out that he was abused as a kid, then it's just like he's just angry. That's all it is. It's just anger. Yeah. It just is pure unadulterated anger without reflection. And revenge. Because like, he Yes, because he's he, he wants incapable revenge. of reflection. Yes. Yeah, he he He's he has gone full del- and also the point where oh my god this frustrated me because I I again understand that it is also partly based in reality but it's also a trope in mental health things there so much which is people go off their meds and then they basically go full fucking psycho yeah instead yeah, that, of going like, that was a, that full... was another trope that was just like why did you have to do that yeah like. I've got off my meds, and what it makes me does is it makes me off, but, like, it just makes me super depressed, and sometimes yeah. I wait in a while, and I feel like that, but I don't like he, go off like my meds, he did, he did, and he didn't, lie in like, bed, he didn't lie in bed with suicidal ideation. That's what fucking yeah, happens when you go off your meds. exactly. You just lie in your bed, and you're like, oh, no, I'm having bad thoughts, and I'm just going to push them out, just keep pushing them out, my ear balls. Yeah. No, he, it's like, so that was the part, too, is that it feels like, because it's cinema, it's film, I understand. It's not interesting to see someone actually struggle through mental illness and depression that's not fun that's why we shove everyone into 
places where we don't, you know, don't have to talk about it. And, you know, the one, one of the things at least I did like that this talked about was that it addressed the, the cut of, of, uh, of mental health services and how it does affect all these things. But again, it doesn't do it in a clever way. It just sort of right. tells you that, you know, I mean, even, even the, the, the hammer with the social worker saying the city doesn't give a fuck about you and doesn't give a fuck about me after they closed down the mental health services. Like, again, so, it was so over the top but, and Chekhovian of like how much shit is going to go wrong in this guy's life. And we're supposed to just think like, okay. And, and they like, undercut ha-ha? it. They TV? undercut it because they had the therapist like fucking not caring about, not caring about him like very clearly. And he calls her out on it. And it's like, yep. so yeah, I don't fuck. I don't fucking know. The, 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 the part that lost me was, when he's in the club doing his stand-up, you know, he's failing at stand-up. They yeah. do the thing where because he's he's he has an awkward pause and they do the microphone feedback, which is the cheesiest oh shit ever. Yeah. That I that's what lost me. That was that. that was just that. And then like fucking the the one part of this movie I liked, the one part of this movie I liked was the woman on the subway who's getting harassed by the three guys before they get killed. I liked her because it was like, yeah. oh, that is me. I am the woman on the subway getting harassed by this fucking movie existing and having to think about it. Uh, and you're just you're popping in, and then, and then the movie reminds you that they're yes. just ready. You. I also, also, uh, also, the fucking bankers are singing "Send in the Clowns." You, what the fuck? Alice, he knows all the words of "Send in the Clowns." I Is he fucking down, Justin McElroy? What the fuck? I wrote down. Good thing this broker knows Sondheim. Because it is the perfect insult to a clown to sing, you know, musical theater musical theater lyrics to him that are appropriate to his given profession. Like, what a slam. My gosh. You really got him there, Wall Street broker guy. Also, also Mark Maron was there. Mark Maron was there. Oh, Locked yeah. The Mark, I, had, I had that written down, Mark Maron. I also enjoyed the alt-celebrity names that these things give. So there was a guy whose name was Skip. I liked that. I can't remember okay. his last name. Uh, they had the, of course, sex-positive doctor who was Dr. Sally. Uh, I liked that one. There's also – did you note that there was um, – one of the subway stops was Bedford Falls? Yes. That just made me laugh because I, I had to look it up. I'm like, wait – is there an actual place called Bedford Falls somewhere, or is this literally just the It's a Wonderful Like re- reference? Yes. And when that happened, that's when I also went back and I'm like, wait, are there other moments like this in the movie where they're Probably. just throwing in, like, stuff for fun for Easter eggs like, on there? Like, like, when he, it, when he fu- like when he fucking walks out after he gets fired and he dr- he draws the line on the sign and says, like, have a ha- put on a happy oh, face God, or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it said, um, it said something about... Like it was something smile, and it was don't. It was like don't not smile, and he crossed it out and said don't smile. It was it was something yes. literally as simple as that. Yes, it was. It's like the hell here sign from Batman Re- uh, Returns, except just clumsier because it's spray paint. I wrote oops all delusions. Uh, this guy's Captain Cringe. Uh, when he walked into the bathroom, I did have the idea for a couple's urine meanal, which is a dual urinal. Uh, I did want to know was the the. Zoro the Gay Blade, is that a film within a film? Like, is that a film they made for it? But then I realized that well, no, no. Rock and Ro- they had Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2, so I'm like, right. no, this film exists with stuff from our universe. Within. Right, well, and also, and also, because Zoro is the movie that, that 
Batman was seeing, Bruce Wayne was seeing with his parents when when he got killed. That that is canonical. Oh, that is canonical. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I thought I don't know if it's Zorro the Gay Blade, but it was definitely. I know it was a Zorro movie that he was seeing, and that is well, canonical in Batman. That's better than I have it. I thought that his bit laughing at the the comedy part where he just laughed during his entire introduction. I did write down good Gilbert Gottfried bit. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I could see that something he would do and just do it professionally. But um, otherwise, I I was fascinated by him writing down his notes and taking notes of people and their comedy and the stuff he was writing. Like, sexy jokes always land. And it just was like, oh, is this how my brain I sound like when I'm deconstructing comedy and references that I like? Because I almost felt like that's where my robot comedy brain goes sometimes. I'm like, wait, wait. Hooray. Are you it t- is very funny. Missy, are you telling me that you're going to become the Joker? I'm not going to lie. There were too many moments where the Joker did stuff where I was like, oh, ooh. That could be me if I don't, if I don't, like, uh, keep myself. Now, let me, I will be clear. I will not shoot someone because they're stinging off key. I will really, really, really put them in a corner of my mind where I will well, make them cease to exist. They did, they did beat, they did beat the shit out of him. They did beat well, the yes, shit out of true. him. Well, yes, that is true. They did. Yes, no, you're right. I'm not. Uh, I'm, he didn't just sing off key. I'm using right. his reference that he said during the interview for his That's reason true. for That's killing true. them. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, also, the joke that uh, was there when Franklin Murray said, um, or no, uh, it's the Joker's joke himself, where he said, uh, when I was growing up, I'd say I'd be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mother said, that said no you, you, yeah. Sorry. Mother said that. I'd be a comedian. And no, no, no. Uh, your, 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 your mother said she'd have to work for a living. And he said, no, I'm not going to need to work. I'm going to become a comedian. Comedian. But it's the second joke. It's the, oh. um, every, oh, when everyone said I was going to be a comedian, they laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. That is, it must be an old standard joke. Cause I yes. have heard, I wrote down that is yeah. either, I've heard literally Gilbert Godfrey use that joke. I yeah, think yeah, I've heard yeah. Jimmy Carr use that joke. Probably. But it's one of those things where I'm like, even in the film, they couldn't have like, they couldn't use another punchline. They had to go to like one of the mo- and maybe I guess that is because it's you know a Johnny Carson type that it's that's yeah, the joke is like, that it is a joke that's probably but it just made me like be like oh I want to watch these other people do things. <laughs> I want to go watch old clips of like uh, Dick Cavett or Letterman whatever, right? Or Dick yeah. Cavett. Oh God, Dick. I love Dick Cavett. Yeah, just it. This you're right. You said it earlier, but this movie made me want to go watch other things. That, that are better. Remind me of. I want to go watch Network. I'll go watch Dark Knight. I'll, I I want to kind of see King of Comedy because I've never seen King of Comedy. So maybe now I want to go see that. You know, it's it's just one of those things where I I want. I'm glad that I saw it. I enjoyed my experience. Definitely came into it with a much better mind frame, and I think came out of it with a much better mind frame than 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 say Minions mm-hmm. we did. Um. But I'm so mad about that, like, but yeah. <laughs> in terms of just this this film, I don't know what I'm going to be leaving with it. You know, I didn't it, hate watch it. I really didn't. And I'm glad that I managed to, to get through it without that. But I don't I, know what I'm going to leave with it. I, I tried, and I think I like to think that if it was smarter, if it was more, if it was more thoughtful, if it wasn't so, like, cheesy and hammy, I could have mm-hmm. maybe come around on it. Because, like, look, I like comic book shit. Even though I don't really watch comic book movies, I do like comic book shit. Um, 
This just felt like it, like it was just beating you over the head with it, 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 it in like yeah. obvious ways. And it's just like, I didn't like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a fucking creep. I can't believe he's married to Rooney Mara. I can't believe it still. Uh, she had uh, his fucking uh, baby. Oh, my word. Also, how the, about that. how the fuck are they going to make a second one? He has yeah, no I'm motivation really... at all at the end of the movie. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It's I'm curious if it becomes one of those situations where, like, his motivation is fueled by Harley Quinn and her entrance in it. It's like, yeah, it is curious what outside force is going to come in and, and sweep him on his... His um, God, what do we do? It's it's almost like Barry Lyndon in a way, which I just watched recently. In a sense of he's just a guy who wanders through things and just like uses his male id, and like shit happens around him, and everything happening around him is much more interesting than him himself. Like yeah. all the people surrounding Joker were much more interesting than Joker, and mm-hmm. that's because the film doesn't let Joker be more interesting than his mental illness. Yes. He is simply a walking talking mental illness and we are meant to always sympathize him through that lens we are meant to think about him through that lens we are meant to talk about all of his actions through that lens and we are never actually allowed to just think of him as a person and i don't think this film necessarily wanted me to can i also just say I think I'm just fucking sick of Harley Quinn and Joker, like as characters. They're that's, in like oh, fucking. They're in like fucking everything, right? They're like, like yeah. I like the Harley Quinn cartoon. I didn't see Birds of Prey. I didn't see Suicide Squad. I didn't Mm-mm. see Batman v Superman or whatever. I saw. I watched this piece of shit. I watched the Batman. I'm just like, yeah. why is it? Why does it always keep coming back to these two characters? Even in, within the, the the realm of DC, they have other characters who are interesting. I think I would have rather watched fucking Ezra Miller's Flash movie than this, or or, 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 or like another Ooh. another fucking Harley Quinn story. I just I just don't. Yeah. I'm so sick of these characters. Yeah, it it really it, and that was I think the other part for me that I was like, maybe if. I, Maybe I'd like this script if it just took the veneer of the Batman parts out and you rewrote it and it was just this taxi driver-esque script and you massaged it from there. Maybe it's something where you go another angle and you do more of a Batman-based thing where you're going in the lore and using, you know, this failed comedian, this, you can use all the beats of it maybe lean back on the mental illness or it's more about like a slow psychotic break like it's a it's a slower burn because the problem for this movie too is that they shoot their wad no pun intended with the gun really early so he kills someone so fast you don't have time to like you don't have time to to be nervous for when the turn's going to happen because the turn's happened right so it's like you've started with your prestige and then you are working your way back towards the reveal. It's not. It's not even like 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 they and they do it like three times. He has the gun. It accidentally yeah. goes off in the apartment. Then he that's takes it to the hospital. Third. It falls yep. out, and then he kills the people with it. Yep, and that's all within the first third. I think that's within the first half or first third at least. I can't remember exactly when the timing of it was. Yeah, but I broke this up into about three different beats, and each act is basically ends with a killing. The first act ends with him killing the Wall Street people. The second act more or less ends when he's gearing up to kill Marie. So, like, 
before Wait, but it's he when kill- he kills his mother, right? It's when he kills his mother. Yeah, it's basically when he you're right. It's when he kills his mother and then leading into when he kills the um the guy who gives him the gun, the Right, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the other clowns. His yeah. co-worker, yeah. Yeah. Um then that's you so that's the for sure the the mark of that be if you're gonna say that's the less weirdness. And the last part is then him leading up to him assassinating Murray on air and the city breaking down afterwards and also including Thomas Wayne getting and Thomas and, and Martha Wayne getting murdered. Yeah. Like so every single act revolves around a gunshot and a gun killing someone. Which I, I, again, I can't get around joking about this because it is just true. It is just Chekhov's gun, but it's just Joker's gun coming off over and over. And again, it, it's not it's not cleverly done. It's not I don't like his kill count is just basically not he even says I'm not politically motivated I'm not inter- he's telling us I'm not an interesting person I don't have takes I don't have opinions I just want think I just want to be the main character all I want is to be the main character and for people to know who I am and I don't care how that happens and he gets it he gets what he wants and he gets what he wants and that's and that was the weird thing is that I always struggle with anti-hero films where they are shot so cinematically and so gloriously where they are the message of the script isn't necessarily condoning violence but it is so shot where the violence is so absolutely stunning or like choreographed or whatever you know it is glorifying it just with the way that it is putting it out as cinema and as right. art as this Oscar nominated film is trying to say you know, put itself Within that sphere and everything. Yes. So that was the other part, too, where I always struggle with with things like that because I I do worry how subconsciously that affects people and what it normalizes in terms of what violence we as a society accepts. So, yes, it does come back to a we're in a society thing, but... I, you know, I don't think, I'm not one of those people that thinks that, oh, violent films actually cause crimes or cause criminals or whatever. No. But it can slowly shift people's attitudes. And if you have, you know, other things going on, it just is a nasty mess where it's like, why are you trying to, like, set this up in the first place where this character could even be interpreted as a person we should be looking towards as an inspiration? That's the part that just frustrates me in the end of it. Is it's well, like, it's, okay. also, it's also that thing where... Like, this is a movie that was made by Warner Brothers, one of the major yep. corporations, right? There's like, yeah. there's like what four corporations left making content. Warner Brothers is making a movie with an anti-capitalist message, and in doing so, in service of their capitalist, box. in service of their capitalist empire, like, yeah. like there, there is enough slack in capitalism that they can they can they can give you they can sell you the anti-capitalist message and keep you complacent again it's the thing of like people who saw this movie didn't go out and kill the rich people they went and danced on the steps in the bronx and 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 like like that shit it's just like the whole like the movie failed in what i think it was trying to say but i think it's just more indicative of like how fucking broken our culture is Mm mm-hmm Alice, I think we live in a society. Um, we have to cross the streams here. I'm going to put something in the chat. I want you to Ooh. open it up, and I want you to read it out loud, please. I will. Here we go. I have a tweet on here. Oh, my word. This is from the official garbage Twitter account from so this 2019. Is Shirley Manson. This is Shirley Manson tweeting this. Finally saw the Joker last night. Despite all the horrid reviews in the U.S. media, 
comma, I was mesmerized by it. It's really dark, but masterful. Bravo. And you know what? I'm glad she enjoyed it. I'm glad one of us enjoyed it. I'm also going to say, when did you... When did you see this and come across this? this oh, I, I saw that when it I saw that when it when it when it was posted, and I and I, and I was thinking about it the whole yeah, time in the back of your head, crossing the street. I I really appreciate that. Um, well, let's go ahead. I I don't think I have that much more to say. Yeah, on let's, Joker. Let's... I feel like we had more to say about the film than it did. And if you liked it, again, this we're not trying to like raz on people who are enjoying it. We all have our own tastes in here. I can see the parts of it that people nah, enjoyed. Nah. Not this one. It's not this one. No. Expect better. No, okay. Expect better from your media. Expect okay. better from That's your true. media. I, it was watchable for me at least. I was able to watch it. I. That's the minimum I will give it for in terms of this podcast of not a hate watch. I didn't stop it midway through. I got through it and I truly wasn't actively like on fire fury watching it i was able to laugh and enjoy it it for the weird bullshit that it was it was the it was the high school class clown who thinks the hangover is funny trying to write a mammoth play that's what this fucking movie was yeah yeah it was it was do we need to look at our list and pick our next topic Oh, i get to i get to pick for you and i need a fucking break so um we are gonna pick Actually, no, sorry. You get to pick for me. You get to pick for me. That is the order of these things. I do. You get okay. to pick for me because we did the Apple. We did We did the Apple. We did Minions. We did Joker. You get that to pick for me. That is true. Let me pull up. There are very few things on that list that I'm going to dislike more than this, I think, though. Oh, good. I'm glad that we're getting a couple of the the bottom of the uh, bottom of the uh, – I'm trying to think of the word. I'm glad we're hitting the bottom energy versus where uh, we go from here. Okay. So, of the things you have on here, well, how about this? Because currently when we're going to be recording this, it is timely, as the sequel to this film will be coming out in the coming weeks. Do we want to take our knives out for our next episode? We can take our knives out. I've got knives. I've got knives right here. Uh, I, full disclosure. Oh, that's true. Knives right there, ready to go. Uh, this is a Missy has scene. I love this film. Oh, how'd you get those scars? No! Also, the fact that this film ended with him taking his lips in his mouth and, like, turning it up into a big smile was just a great way to end this film. Just <laughs> taking your... Taking the lips on hand on... <laughs> Now, Alice, what is your, um... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now I'm just being Gilbert Godfrey. Um, what is your your general appetite for whodunits, for murder mysteries? I like them. I think the, the my, my big thing with, with Knives Out is it got really hyped by everyone who saw it. And it became uh, it became one of those things where I'm sure I will like it. I like Ryan Johnson, yeah. but is it good enough that it's actually as good as everyone says, or is it just was it just clever enough that that people got, like got glommed onto it? 
Like, that's really the thing for me. Is it, like, it's one of those things where it's like, when you don't get into the thing that everyone else is telling you is the best thing ever, I think yes. everything, everywhere, all at once this year kind of fell into that for a lot of people. It's like, there's no way this could be as good as everyone says it is. And I, I think that's what happened to me with Knives Out. Yeah, interesting. And, uh, and I'll say... Everything Everywhere All at Once, one of my favorite films of the year, one of my favorite films films in the last few years. So thankfully that was one of the ones for me that did meet up to the hype. I will mm-hmm. also say Knives Out, I felt hit the hype too as well. Now it could be, I will say, I am a sucker for any whodunit. I have instant buy-in. I will probably like it. One of my favorite watches is The Snowman, which is one of the worst Wait, whodunits what? ever. What? Yes, have we not gotten into this? Mr. Policeman? Yes, I like the snowman. No, I'm not joking. It's bad. I know it's bad. I that film is not a good film. Harry, I Hol- enjoy. Harry, I enjoy Hol- that film. You like the, Alice, the Harry Hole? I love Harry Hole. I am telling you right now, I love Harry Hole. I want Harry Hole on my screen. I want the escapades of Harry Hole. I want. You just see. can't get enough Harry Hole. I cannot get enough Harry Hole. Like. I don't. I can't explain how this is. A, this is a whole different episode. We can't. We can't get this right now. I can't explain the, the spell that film has over me. I don't know why I'm mesmerized by it, but I will watch it once a year, even though it's bad. And I just, I like. And I've seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So I what this year. So I've seen the good version of this film. Yes, I know yes. what I was trying to go for, and I like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But I'll still go watch that Snowman. I, Mister Policeman, I want all those clues. I want them. Take me there. But we're going to be taking it to Knives Out. Chink, chink, chink. Next that time. one is that one. I'm, that one I'm not. Gonna, that one is not going to be hard for me to watch. Thank God. No, I thank I think fucking this, God. <laughs> thank God. I think we are both going. to, Yes, like for sure. I'm going to enjoy rewatching it. We're going to get out of this. This I think hole we've been in. This um, hairy hole that we're in. This hairy hole that we've. Oh my God, hairy hole. I uh, can't. Gosh, God. Oh. This is going to be a backdoor episode for the Snowman. We're going to talk about Knives Out, and I'm just going to make a, a chart of all the different things that Knives Out and the Snowman have in common, and yes. how actually that makes the Snowman a great film. <laughs> JK, it's not. Thank you all for listening. Also, make sure to check out our episodes of I Thought You Were Special, where we are going through Garbage, one of the Joker's biggest, biggest uh, fans. Biggest fans out there. Uh, she, we she, have- Shirley Manson really thought the Joker was special, though. Yeah, that's very true. We have gotten through the third album. We're making our way to the fourth. And so please join us for that. Alice. And until then, until put then. on a happy face. Ha <laughs> ha!